What is up, guys? Welcome to Diggity, a video game podcast, episode number 150. That's right, 150. We've done this 150 times. I cannot freaking believe it, but we've done it. Can you believe it? Um, I, It feels like we've done like 300 at this point. <laughs> oh, okay. Different feelings, different ends. Um, I, it, it's that like it, sometimes it feels like we've done 300. Sometimes it feels like we've done 50. It, it, it just depends on the day. Right. Um, I mean, I take it back. It does feel like we've done 300. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I've enjoyed every single one of these. I hate listening to our first episode. Oh, God. Just like you do. Uh, the, um, the first like 20, you can just lump those all together. Uh, oh my if God, you're yeah. a new listener, don't go back and listen to those. Start don't at like 50, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't do it. Please, please do not go back and listen to those. Wouldn't be great. No. Uh, guys, what is great though, is follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Diggity Podcast and subscribe to your YouTube channel, Diggity, D-I-G-G-I-T-Y. Also tell your friends, family, loved ones, even the people you hate about our podcast. It's available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. And wherever awesome podcasts are held, that's where we're at. Also, join our Patreon. Become a patron by going to patreon.com slash diggitypodcast. Get access to an exclusive Discord channel. Or Discord, rather, because there's numerous channels in it. Uh, as well as exclusive content and the famed Stickity Diggity, uh, which was, from what I understand, rose from the ashes of a phoenix uh, and slammed together uh, using various chemical plastics and Thor's hammer. <laughs> so get on over there get yourself one of those uh, and with, with molnir i yeah. like it and uh with that what have you been playing my dear before we jump into news uh, a little bit more time in tokyo mirage sessions because th- this one's always weird like we've kind of always wanted to just keep you know what have you been playing but there's only like a day in between <laughs> the episodes essentially when we uh do this or two days or so but uh so yeah i've been playing a little bit more tokyo mirage sessions and then last night uh i played a quite a bit of rocket league with uh old intern ethan (laughs) (laughs) oh my god how about you um dude it's been a crazy week i have not been able to dabble that much um, i have been able to pick up nino kuni here and there little bits and then i've been trying to find a game on my phone that i want to play and i can't find any games on my phone that i want to play there's like no good, good mobile games for me that no, i want to play. i can't i mean i'm sure there's any. good stuff out there but i i find some that i actually kind of enjoy and then i just fall off of them like i'll, I'll find a yeah. good like strategy game or like a, a kind of like a tower defense or something like that and i'll play it for a couple weeks and then i'm i'm just done i don't know i can't i can't invest into that there's other things i could be doing like scrolling through reddit (laughs) (laughs) there's other things i could waste my time on absolutely which should not be wasted are good deals my friend though do you want to hit us with the diggity deals Ooh, i like that segue uh xbox one you can get near automata uh become as god's edition for 1999 on the xbox store for nintendo switch you can get steam world heist ultimate edition for 4.99 on the us eShop. Uh, on PlayStation 4, you can get Dragon Quest 11 for $14.99 from Target. Uh, it will show as $19.99, but once you get to check out, it will actually discount it to uh, $14.99. Sorry. And on PC, Black Desert is free. <laughs> 
if, if you pick it up before March second, uh, it is free to keep. Um, so definitely, I mean, might as well. Why not? It's free. Oh, Price is right. I, might I also add that currently on the video version of this podcast, I am wearing ooh the famed diggity ooh. t-shirt. Not pressed with Molnir's hammer or with mm. Molnir, but no. No. Still pretty cool. Really uh, hope also not with children's hands. <laughs> no, they aren't. Actually, they aren't. Really? They're made, Look I believe, in the UK or the US. They're there pressed. you go. There so you there go. go. There we go. So only a slight chance of getting the coronavirus. They're completely grain-fed as well. The, all of these t-shirts? Yes. Yeah. The and t-shirts all, are grain-fed. No mm. trans fats either. Incredible. That's right. It's impressive. Blew my mind. Um, hey, just some news. (laughs) So, uh, into the news. Uh, this is uh, your PlayStation Plus free games for March. So, you're going to get Shadow of the Colossus. Great deal there. If you have not played that game, pick that up. It is a blast. And, um, if you feel like you'd love to feel kind of what it's like for your PlayStation to get the coronavirus, you can also get Sonic Forces. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, I have an unpopular opinion on this. Uh, I don't care for Shadow of the Colossus. Boo. I don't. Boo you. If uh, So I played the remastered uh, a while back, and the movement just completely threw me out of it. It was no, so frustrating that you go to try to climb one of these Colossus, and it's just a nightmare. Right. And I I was out. I, it's just, it, it, it is an older game, and they kept a lot of the the things from the older game, and just mainly updated like the the graphics and made it look a lot better. Um, and it it's a really awesome looking game, but the movement is a chore. But the price is also right, so free is great. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, speaking of free. The Division 2 will be free to play on both Xbox and PlayStation over the weekend, and the game is also getting a very steep discount uh, in celebration of the the big DLC coming out on the 3rd. I think this game will go free to play. And then the DLC will be an add-on expansion you can buy. I I don't see this going completely free to play. I think it'll just be cheap. All right, all right, okay. Um, I mean, I, I, we've like never every... seen we've never seen Ubisoft take a game free to play. That's right. And if they were going to do it with anything, they need to do it with Breakpoint. Let's be completely honest here. Well, that no game play that. Well, uh, if they if they actually fix it, they might. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> the enough, Division yeah. Two. I I actually really enjoyed this game. I know you didn't get into it at, like pretty much at all. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I think you had maybe a solid hour in it. Maybe two, two and a half. but I just um, I couldn't get into it. Yeah, it, I I really enjoy this game. Uh, definitely check it out and pick it up, maybe because there's a lot of content there for for what it is. Uh, a lot of people were upset that the story wasn't really all that great, and I, I get that, but it, it still plays well and it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So cool. Yeah. I feel like every Friday episode now is like uh, just free Friday, like. Everything's yeah. free, including <laughs> Epic Game Store uh, game for the week, Inner Space. That's right. You yourself can pick up Inner Space for free on the Epic Game Store. So there go you go. Up. Yeah, it's like the first like ten minutes of the Friday podcast. Just like yeah, there's all a lot this of free, free deals. It's good. 
Yep, yep. I mean, it if you have a PlayStation and a PC at home, you just got four games. Yeah. For free this weekend. Mm-hmm. That's wild. It's good stuff. Yeah. Gotta get those freebies, man. Heck yeah. Uh so the wonderful 101 has an official launch date, which we kind of talked about, but there was a little bit of kind of up in the air. Uh, mm-hmm. as far as what you know how the kickstarter was laid out and and all that but uh on may 19th it will release in north america may 22nd it will release in europe june 11th it will release in japan which shocks me i assume japan would have gotten it first i don't know what happened there but uh and these dates are also uh both the physical and digital editions for the switch ps4 and steam uh the price will be 39.99 or you can go to their Kickstarter and you actually get a slight discount. Uh, I don't know how much longer the, the uh, Kickstarter is available for, but uh, you do get a slight discount. And um, so that's worth checking out. And it kind of helps support the game and helps uh, help them reach some of those other goals to get, you know, more free DLC later on. So good yeah. stuff. Cool. Um, also, what did that Kickstarter get to? I haven't checked it in a while. I, I check it, check it, check it, check it, check it. Oh, okay. Do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. Okay. It's got to be something wild now. I would think so. It's got to be something insane. Love for North America, though. That's nice. Yeah. I, I, I completely assumed this would go to Japan first, but not so much. Let's see. It looks like we are at 1,790,528. Holy shit. What was their There's goal again? 27,866 backers. Um, the goal should be at the top or whatever near the money that's uh, been totally raised, whatever well, their goal they, was. Um, the mobile version is kind of goofy. So, or no just boy. the mobile page. I'm not on the, on the, app. well, that's fine. Whatever. Don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. Um, um so their, their highest, um, or their highest reward point or whatever is uh 2.25 million uh which is um it, it looked like their initial goal just to get a switch version going was 50k <laughs> so they completely blew that out of the water uh currently yeah. there's only two that are left which is the two mil and the 2.25 mil what do we get it oh two mil lucas second mission our young heroes back ready for more adventure 2.25 is orchestral recordings the wound stop a one for 100 and tables turn re-recorded with the full orchestra yes huh wow well they're probably gonna hit that i would sure think so got seven days to go um i bet i bet if anything we hit the two mil i don't know if we'll hit the two yeah i don't quarter. think we'll hit the 2.2 but but uh because this i mean it has kind of tapered off a little bit but not uh-huh. not too bad yeah so Cool. Hey, uh, there's been more GDC dropouts due to the coronavirus. So everyone's talking about the coronavirus right now. We've talked about the coronavirus day in, day out. It's an issue. It's a big issue in games. And these are the people that have dropped out. Uh, Epic Games, uh, Unity, and Microsoft. So pretty much the big dudes in the room uh, have dropped out of GDC now. And might I add that Jason Schreier uh, has canceled his plans to go. Uh, and believes that the whole event will be canceled, which I at this point believe as well that it will be canceled. And I think that it'll just come down to devs just getting together and maybe meeting up here and there at a coffee shop <laughs> or at yeah. a, like a, 
hotel conference center. Unity alone had like 30 events planned during the GDC. So that's yeah. a huge loss. Um, I, I think at this point, like obviously there's still plenty of presenters that are going to be there. A lot, a lot of smaller uh, people, but at this point, a lot of the bigger companies have pulled out of GDC. Uh, at some point, you got to cancel it because yeah. I mean, you're not going to make your money back on this. Right. And a lot of people assume that this was when Microsoft was going to go into more detail about uh, a series X. Exactly. So yeah, uh, I assume we're going to get some sort of a um, some sort of like a direct from them or something like that. I don't like think that. we'll get anything now. No, I think we will. We'll, we'll definitely maybe not at the same time, but I think we're going to get something around that time. They're going to start putting I, together a video presentation. I think we'll sure. get some stuff from PlayStation, but there's not a lot of time left to make a whole. Well, I'm not saying it's even going to be part of GDC. I think shortly oh. after when GDC oh, okay. is going to take place, it's we're going to get a, a direct of some sort or something like that from Microsoft, some sort of video presentation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's all part of their plan. You know, they were going to probably go into GDC and, you know, make more waves. And so now losing that stage itself, they'll just create their own stage essentially and call it a day. Because I think they're going to get a lot of information out before E3. I think most of this console is going to be revealed before E3. Hmm. Hmm. I'm just, I don't know. I don't, I don't get the, uh, why, why have it there every year? I mean, aside from the obvious of the devs are there and obviously it was a developer event at the start, but now it's turning more and more. It's taking more of the E3 side of things. It's yeah. like, what, I don't know. Move it around. Like part part of the reason why they they're dropping out is because in San Francisco and the West Coast is starting to get the coronavirus, right? So, yeah, I don't know. A little you late know. to move it now, I would assume. But oh yeah, I, I just mean like on a on a yearly basis. I mean, move it around. It'd be yeah. interesting. But that's, that's the weird thing about a lot that. of the gaming industry. Like most of these major events are in the same place every I, year. I, I think it's because they got comfortable because yeah. back in E3 and, and GDC and all that stuff, you needed to invite the press and most of the press is at West Coast. Yeah. It just to, it to just make it easier. Happened, and now part, I just don't yeah. think they do it because it's like whatever. But it's like have it somewhere where it's cheap. Good God, where it doesn't cost like $400 a night for like a crappy hotel room. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think eventually they will have to move to that because it's hard to ask you know fans and and players to come out and and spend that kind of money for it. I mean, obviously people do, but that's asking a lot. I I think if you're gonna definitely go the route of more of a fan event type of thing, you kind of gotta maybe make it a little bit more affordable for people. And Jason Schreier isn't going. Yeah, yeah. I just threw that in as a tidbit. So did he just make his own rumor that he's not going? Uh, I I don't think he made his own rumor. He just tweeted that he's not going. <laughs> it's not really a rumor when the watch the him guy, go at the end of the day. What's that? Watch him go at the end of the day. Yeah, he's still gonna go. Some clickbaity sure. title. <laughs> I'm I not did going. What I needed just to do kidding, for game, gaming journalism. That's right. I went uh, even with the fear of coronavirus on the horizon. That's God that's, bless you. God bless you for taking a hit and canceling your flight to <laughs> San Francisco. Thank God for you. Good right. God. Uh, so shit. the Pokemon Day celebration <laughs> took place. I'm going to go on before you say something you regret. Uh, uh, the new regret. mythical Pokemon uh, that was 
kind of teased around for a while. His name is Zarud, and a lot of people have made the connection to Derud and Sandstorm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway, the Pokemon company describes this as the Rogue Monkey. Uh, he is a dark and grass type Pokemon and can't be encountered through normal gameplay. Um, they did give out a hint on how you will get to him, but it's very kind of cryptic. Uh, so the hint that they gave us is it has been reported that Zarud lives in a pack deep in the heart of a dense forest. Uh, it treats anyone that isn't part of its pack with immediate hostility attacking right away because of this other Pokemon that live in the same forest are afraid of Zarud. Um, just watch it be, I, I haven't gotten to, to check this out yet, but, um, just watch him be in the same forest. You get the the legendaries from the game. <laughs> okay, great, fantastic, real creative. Um, I don't know. He uh, quickly before we move on here. What do you think of this design? I think they're running out of designs. I would. I would sure think so. And the dark grass type and names. <laughs> yeah, the dark grass type is not ideal by any means. It is weak to almost everything so um not really a great mythical pokemon uh from my perspective but hey whatever uh mewtwo also appeared in max raid battles for uh the day which is uh the day we're recording this um so sorry when you're listening it's probably over but uh you also couldn't capture him so you're not really missing much and he also appeared at a level 100 if i remember correctly mm-hmm. um so he was difficult if you didn't have you know the right pokemon type of deal uh and also the kanto starters are n- available in sword and shield for a limited time uh through max raid battles they'll be available um up until march 1st did you see the clone pikachu in pokemon go uh i did i, I didn't throw it in here but yeah i was more focusing on the the sword and shield up yeah yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah, yeah yeah they had the the clone pikachu as well which has Pointed black tips instead of celebrating. Yeah. Blew my mind. Yeah. I I don't, I mean, he just, it just, their designs are kind of lazy now. They're getting there. I don't, well, I don't know if it's lazy. They're just running out of ideas. I mean, shit, they've made a ton of Pokemon, but you know, there have been quite a few. It's, it's, it's pretty interesting. Um, in other platinum game news, Oh, <laughs> I cut up where everything was I in know, here. <laughs> I know. My bad. But anyways, Platinum Game News. Should I just go on with it? Yeah, just go okay. with it. Okay, so step two and step three of Platinum 4 have been announced, if that's not confusing to you. So step two, Project GG. And this game is being described by Platinum Games as the final entry in the Hideki Kamiya trilogy of hero works i just stun myself being able to say that properly the first two being beautiful joe and the wonderful 101 uh they do plan to launch this game on all platforms currently not much is known about the game other than what was shown in a brief one minute trailer that showed a man turning into a giant to fight a large monster and this will be the first 100 platinum game uh step three uh was that platinum games will be opening its first development hub outside of their main 
uh, office. This hub will be known as Platinum Games Tokyo and will employ 100 people, which that's a fairly large office. Uh, a statement from Platinum Games President and CEO Kenshi Sato said, uh, in December 2019, Platinum Games entered into a capital alliance with Tencent Holdings. This allowed us to start work on Project GG, our first entirely original IP in earnest. Uh, it also contributed to our decision to establish Platinum Games Tokyo, a pillar of our new commitment to building our power as a developer between our Osaka office and Platinum Games Tokyo. We're poised to make uh, make use of the sharpest creative minds in games in both West and East Japan and expand to even greater possibilities. So all good news for Platinum Games. They've got the backing of Tencent. They've been able to do you know, this Project GG now. This is going to be awesome for them. I'm excited for them. We'll have to see what goes down. Uh, the just to clarify, the Platinum Four was the thing they kind of launched out of nowhere a while back, yes. and that's when they first announced that the uh, the wonderful One Hundred One was getting remade. Um, so this is this is the next two things, and then they have one left to announce yet. So this is fantastic. I mean, it, it's really cool to see Platinum Games. Um, it, it's weird because I I guess in my mind like i always thought of them as like their own developer kind of thing but they have always mm -hmm. had a partner in everything that they've done so far so it is really cool to see them get to this point where they're now you know finally putting out their their full 100 own game and and it seems like they're doing fantastic i mean they yeah. they near automata was developed by them and it was a, a completely beloved game and it was um i believe it was published by square but uh yeah it's just it, they're doing a lot of cool stuff and i'm excited to see what they have uh this this new game the project gg looks interesting obviously right now it's just a teaser so it's really hard to tell completely what it's going to be but it sounds like it's going to be extremely action heavy um mm -hmm. which i mean you kind of expect from platinum. platinum yeah so uh cool i'm i'm pumped for them I'm, I'm excited to see how much more efficient they are too now just having everything in house for them. I mean, that's going to be a big thing for them where, you know, maybe they'll be able to increase their efficiency and, and, and timelines better. So that'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, so the legendary programmer behind the Konami code, uh, God dang it. Kazuhisa Hashimoto has passed away. Uh, so the first appearance of the Konami code was in 1986 in the NES port of Gradius, uh, where Hashimoto created the code due to the difficulty of the game. This allowed him to progress through the game quicker for de development purposes. Goodness. Uh, statement from Konami. We are saddened to hear about the passing of Kazuhisa uh, Hashimoto, a deeply talented producer who first introduced the world to the Konami code. Our thoughts are wish ha with Hashimoto's son's family and friends at this time. Rest in peace. Uh, this was wild to hear. I guess I didn't mm -hmm. even realize that uh, he was, you know, uh, at, at that age or, or whatever was going on. But no. um, yeah, uh, it's, it's bizarre. It, it feels like kind of surreal in a weird sort of way because the konami code is so synonymous with gamers and, and yeah hashimoto started a crazy thing man yeah yeah it's it, it is really cool i mean and, and anybody who has played games for a long time could completely recite that to you easily without even thinking about it it's mm -hmm. like second nature mm -hmm. um so this is this is uh sad to hear for sure and uh, our hearts go out to his family and friends as well mm -hmm. yeah uh, moving on to some more lighter news. Uh, Yacht Games Presents uh, had their event called Yacht Games Presents, um, and uh, everything was announced in it. 
<laughs> so let's go over everything. So Cyber Shadow will be launching this fall for the Switch, Xbox One, PS4, and PC. So they got all platforms covered on there, uh, obviously minus Stadia. Um, Shovel Knight Dig is coming in 2021 for the Switch first and will make its way to other platforms later on. We didn't get dates for the uh, platforms later on, but I'm sure we'll get those down the road. Uh, Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon will be playable at PAX East on the Nintendo Switch. So if you're at PAX East... Uh, or still head your way there, hit it up, hit it up good, because Shovel Knight is fantastic. And uh, also confirm that they are working on two unannounced projects that will be entirely new IPs. Um, and we'll get uh, some more information on that down the road as well. I, I expect that we probably get some information about that during a Nintendo Direct, maybe around E3, I would assume, just granted their relationship yeah. with Nintendo. I feel like it would be great to fit that in during E3. Uh, yeah, and Cyber Shadow kind of reminds me of like Katana Zero in a way. Uh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. obviously more in in Yacht Club games is uh their own personal style. It looks very similar sure. to kind of uh Shovel Knight, but I, I it looks cool. I I'm excited to see more about it. Uh, Shovel Knight Dig looks pretty cool. I I don't know. I I I, I like the original Shovel Knight game, and and I am excited to see them move on from this IP as well, though, because it has been a intense labor of love for them, and they have mm -hmm. been doing this for a long time. Um, and and so I'm excited to see what else they do. Uh, a lot of cool stuff. This Pocket Dungeon, they've they've announced it for the Switch, but I would think that this might come to mobile because it's a pretty simple control game. I mean, it, it's probably swipe right, swipe left type of thing, but be a great up, Apple Arcade down. game. Yeah, it would be fantastic on there for sure. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So hopefully we see some more about uh, all this pretty soon, I would think. Mm -hmm. uh, so Stardew Valley celebrated its fourth year anniversary. Uh, so a, a tweet from the dev uh, Concerned Ape says, thanks everyone for the Stardew Valley four-year anniversary wishes. It's been a pleasure and I look forward to another great year. Uh, now that 1.4 is out on all intended platforms, I'd like to announce that there will be another free content update 1.5. It's currently in the works. So um, this this guy, I mean, this was a one-man dev team. Um, uh, I can't believe he's still working on this game just because he has put so much time into it. And there's, there's a very, I, I can't think of the name of it, but there's like a, a book or, or like a documentary about, uh, him going through this and how it just like completely ruined him for a while. And he had to take some time off just from, from the stress of it and, and how much time and effort he put into it. I mean, he essentially locked himself in a, in his room or his, where he was developing this for like, a couple or it was like three or four years or something it was just crazy uh and obviously the game is well well beloved so this is fantastic for him and i'm, I'm glad to see he's you know still uh going at this and and still putting in time and effort into this game it's just incredible what this game has become yeah the, i mean kudos to the guy it's incredible and the fact that he's like hey just launched and hey we're gonna have more right after that's 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 pretty intense um for more stuff and more updates uh the rest of the temtem roadmap was released so i'll quickly go over that so winter 2020 uh, you'll get 30 new temtem uh, a second mythical temtem club dojo wars uh trading house ranked matchmaking version two and spectator mode v2 um for spring 2021 which that's i mean this roadmap is a long roadmap obviously but spring 2021 you're gonna get the 1.0 launch uh, end game island console ports will happen 
uh, in spring 2021. You'll get daily and weekly quests, uh, a battle replay system, and a cosmetic store. And in summer of 2021, you'll get uh, Nuzlocke game mode, uh, a third mythical Temtem, uh, arcade bar, a draft PvP, and cosmetic battle pass. So they're obviously trying to show out um, as far as they possibly can uh, for people so that, you know, as Brody's alluded to a couple times in the show that, uh, you know, it was a little discerning and, and kind of odd that, you know, you start the game up and there's a sign that says under construction right from the get go where you're like, mm, perhaps this launched too early, perhaps it didn't. But you know what? I mean, if someone's going to launch a game uh, early, you know, as long as they provide a roadmap like this, I'm cool with it. I'm fine with it because I mean, you're then at the, at that point, it's up to you to decide to buy in early and, and, and ride the waves, uh, with the rest of the updates, um, which a lot of this stuff is great. Like in terms of what they're, what they're, what they're announcing here. I mean, it's, you know, draft PVP. That's huge in my eyes, a spectator mode. That's really cool. I mean, that's something mm-hmm. that, you know, it would be fantastic in it. Club Dojo Wars, awesome. Console ports. That's the one I'm kind of looking forward to the most. Yeah, um, it'll be. I would I would love to play anything like a Pokemon on my Xbox. Yeah. See, I, for me, I, I'd end up playing on Switch. That would be where I yeah, would probably. Yeah, I, and I, I would have probably put more time into it if it was on Switch currently, just because I, I, I don't tend to play on PC as often as I would probably like mm-hmm. to. Um, and Switch is just that switch is the console that if I'm going to put a lot of time into a game, that is where I need to have it at because it's the easiest console for me to put a lot of time in. Right. Because I can play it, you know, throughout the day and little, little tidbits here and there without it being, you know, overly, um, I, I feel uh, like where I have to dedicate time to go to the man cave and sit there right. and play, you know? Right. Um, I feel like this is going to make, or going to be gangbusters on Xbox and PlayStation. Oh yeah. Complete open arena right there for them to come in and just swoop it up. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I it's going mean, to be excellent on those two consoles because yeah, like you said, there's, there's not really any competition in that specific no. type of game. Nothing noteworthy that I comes to mind at least. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I think this will completely clean up on Xbox and PlayStation for sure. Yeah. Uh, so Borderlands 3 has kind of shown off its spring content roadmap. So uh, March, we'll get the DLC 2, uh, which is a big premium uh, campaign add-on, which they showed a trailer for, which is called Guns, Love, and Tentacles. Uh, <laughs> and it will be included with the season pass. Uh, in April, we, we will get Mayhem Mode 2.0, which is a free in-game update. And also, uh, it brings with it overhauled modifiers. So that's pretty cool. Nice. Uh, Revenge of the cartels is also coming in april which is a free in-game event uh take out cartel operatives which sure why not uh Mm -hmm. earn unique event rewards also from uh from the revenge of the cartels in may we will get a free content update as well it will be iridian themed uh takedown which also brings with it new challenging bosses and of course new gear and cosmetics that are unique to this update so um I, I'm glad they're still supporting this game. I mean, uh, it does seem like a lot of the the hype and and things like that died down fairly quick on this game, and yeah, and you didn't hear anything about it. And it, it's not inherently a a bad game. Uh, the the story's a little off. 
I guess. The third I don't, I don't one know. too, right? I mean, yeah. And it does a lot of things fantastically. I mean, it, it, at the end of the day, it is still borderlands. And I think that it does a good job of that, but it's, I mean, some people were looking for something new and, and to get away from, you know, or to see some, some new developments. And for the most part, it, it's just more borderlands, which is great. I'm, I'm cool with that. I need to return to this game, but I also uh, need to <laughs> keep grinding through the rest of my backlog <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and play some other things. And I try to, to mix it up and put a little bit of time here and there, but uh, you, you got to get on that temtem dude. I mean, I know it's, they're going to keep adding stuff and it's just going to grow more and more and more and more in terms of uh, gameplay time. It's already like what? 40 hours. Uh, yeah, something like that. I, oh, I think most people are getting, finishing it at like 35 to 40 hours in there somewhere in there. I think if it goes on sale soon, Mm-hmm. I'll I'll probably pick it up. I don't see it going on sale soon. I think it's going to be a little bit before it'll be on sale because it's oh, still selling well. So no, well, I guess actually, you know what? No, because I'm I'll just wait for it to come on the console. I played Pokemon Sword mainly on the dock. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I like I handheld. I, I don't know why. I, mean, I just I have a I Switch Lite on the that's, Sword. So I have a, I don't even think I've played my regular Switch other than like some party game type stuff. Yeah. Uh, other, I mean, I just play the Switch Lite because all I do is play handheld. So it's it, it worked great for me. Mm-hmm. For some reason, like I, I have this weird thing about the Switch where I feel like it is very much that my handheld console. And, and when I go, if I want to play something else, like it, it just feels weird. Like I feel like I should like be playing Xbox. Like- feels like you're using like the Game Boy Advance attachment for a GameCube. No, it's more so that I don't like if I have time to sit down and actually, you know, play on a console like that, no, I'm probably going to play Xbox. And I so instead of spending the time playing something on my Switch, even in the dock or whatever, I just end up devoting that time to an Xbox game or a PlayStation game. And my my switch is very much my kind of more on the go or mm-hmm, if we're mm-hmm. watching TV and I, I'm not entirely invested type of thing. I don't know. No, I, I see that. I mean, I, I, the only time it's in the dock for me is when I it's like a dedicated game that there's no way I could play it on Xbox like Pokemon. That's about it. Um, but with Temtem coming, hey, I might do that. Uh, guys, that'll do it for our show, uh, for this Friday show. Uh, if you want, you can jump over to patreon.com slash diggity podcast, become a patron over there. Like I said at the start of the show, get access to a private Discord, get your hands on a stickity diggity, famed stickity diggity, might I add, as well Ooh, as exclusive famed. content. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at diggity podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel if you're watching us for the first time. Uh, you can find me on Xbox One. My gamer tag is Maple Jeff, and mine is Luscious Brody. And I'm also on PlayStation at Wolverine's cousin. Coolio, uh, leave us a review, whether it's a comment on one of our YouTube videos or on our iTunes page, Google Podcast page, whatever podcast platform you use. Uh, it helps us get noticed. And thank you to those who have left reviews so far. And until next time, guys, we will see you for the Wednesday show. See you. <laughs>